Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be covering um, the topic of, of community, of role models, of support, of advocacy, of philanthropy, of education. Maybe we'll even be able to possibly sneak in a little bit of football somewhere in here. I don't, I, you just don't know. We're also going to talk a little bit about service in every way of each other, of country, and everything in between. So very, very excited today to have Mark Halverson with me to, to really help us uh, unpack some of these topics. So. I want to thank you for sharing some of your inspiration and your remarkable story with our audience today. Hey, I, I really, Mark, I really appreciate it. I really do. And, and to the audience today, I really appreciate being here with y'all and um, talking a little bit about, you know, my life change. Uh, May 1st, 99, I, I took a real bad fall off my screen in Porsche Rough. And I was, uh, my wife, Maureen, found me laying there and she got me to the level two trauma center. and um coma three weeks and the whole bit and I had to learn to do everything I had to learn to walk and talk and think and and then the last thing I had to learn to slow down and smell the roses but um I had three children um uh, my wife Maureen and and um family up in Chicagoland came down and got my last rites on day one and um mm. it was it was tough uh Dr. David Miller was my neurosurgeon he's since retired Colorado Springs in a hospital there, but yeah, it took me a long time to recover. Uh, one of the things I'm talking about a little bit here is uh, I had short-term memory issues in the beginning, and I overcame them pretty quickly. Uh, Physical-wise, I got back on my feet. I'm a swimmer, got in the pool. Problem really for me was the neurobehavioral aspects of brain injury, mm-hmm. and that many people understand them. Uh, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, the too much dopamine on the brain, really. And I had to learn to slow down, smell the roses and, and just focus, you know, on task, um, and, and loudness of voice. We call it pragmatics in the brain injury world. Most of your speech language pathologists know pragmatics real well. So my, my speech language pathologist at the time Suggested I start, I go to go into a Toastmasters uh, organization and give my speeches. And I did. I gave all 10 speeches and and Kathy was there for me. Kathy went to Florida State. She was the seminal spirit behind me. And, and she was my outpatient speech therapist. She passed away to melanoma in 2006. And um, it sent me back a lot because I was always earning and looking for a speech language pathologist to support me and my group. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a lot of young students come in and get their sign-offs and stuff. And they learn about traumatic brain injury and, and stroke. Uh, with stroke, it was more aphasia. With TBI, it's more of a the hyperverbal, uh, getting to the point, uh, pragmatics of speech. Well, I'm a Type A personality. I'm a, I'm a sales marketing background, an extrovert. And for those guys to have that. And ladies too that have that personality type, it takes a while to slow down. 
take some time. And that was really my problem. My marriage, I just celebrated 41 years of marriage on September 11th this past Sunday. And I'm congrats, pretty proud to say congrats, that. Mark. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Smell the roses on that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so, you know, I'm in the in, I'm in the process of putting together a book uh, called Two Bunch Dopamine. And uh, a lot of your neuropsychologists and speech therapists understand brain injury, but for somebody that lived it, uh, for me, I really understand um, working through it and um, finding the silver lining and things. And and then, like Mark, you know, you and I talked prior to this coming on today. You know, it's really giving back. And I'm an AD veteran. Um, I understand PTSD quite well, and the traumatic brain injury that happens uh, on, on on the war front. Um, I've peer counseled a lot of these folks. They have come back from Afghanistan and um, uh, Iraq, and uh, it's been good. The Seminole Spirit is my support group that I run nationally, and we come on every other Friday and uh, virtually. When the pandemic came down, I decided to move it um, virtually, and I found a speech-language pathologist in Renee Mills, and it's just great. Mm -hmm. So we're out, and, and and it was Renee Mills that introduced me to the great Mark Watson here, and and uh, a Chicago Bear fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know she loves that, but uh, it, it's all good. It's you know really helping people uh, make transitions is what it's about, and, and the Seminole Spirit does that. So we we come on and uh, for two hours every other Friday, and um, but that's not the only thing I do. I'm on the I'm on the board at Shepherd. Near advocacy group, they're starting a peer program there for TBI. Great, and uh, it's all good. I, I was at their golf tournament yesterday, as Mark you saw. Yeah, they raised a lot of money, and uh, they had 200 golfers playing. And um, yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, so that's really it. I, so what? So tell me a little bit about your thoughts. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, Mark, it's it's so important. Part of why we started this podcast was yeah. to to lift up the message of a new path forward for some people that might be struggling right now. Yeah. Um, you know, as you know, and I know Renee, you know, well, it's funny how, how small the world can be with the use of technology, you know, and, and her work brings her all around the country and she brings that really good speech pathologist lens to this kind of neuroplastic work. But what frustrates me and our team is that unfortunately, a lot of this kind of more specialized, innovative work is not really available in certain places. Yeah. Uh, it's only available in a few right now. You talk about Shepherd, there's one that does really, really good work. But unfortunately, a lot of the good rehabilitation is simply not yet as available as it should be to provide options, but also inspiration and hope and a real reason yeah. for hope for people that are out there suffering today. So and with this podcast, what we want to do is lift up the message of other people in the community who have lived experience, like yourself. You've been yeah. there, man. And that yeah. means more. And yeah. um, so that's my thought, is I want to commend you for taking that step forward and being vulnerable to share your story with people, because you never really know what impact that could have on another person's life. No. And I think that's just so inspiring to me, all joking yeah. aside. It's that that's what inspires me. It gets me out of bed every day because unfortunately in my work, 
I see many people who have already kind of been told there's nothing more we can do, you know, good luck to you. Yeah. And, and that's not good enough. Yeah. Now let, let me, let me help you there a little bit with that. You know, one of the things happened, you know, Mark, when I had my injury in 99, it was, they didn't even call it a TBI. They called it the closed head injury. Mm-hmm. And traumatic brain injury really started developing um, uh, its name uh, after the war theaters in Afghanistan and Iraq. So a traumatic brain injury, close head injury, TBI, is an external blow. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not, a, it's acquired in the sense uh, that it happens, but it's not internal. It's not a stroke. It's not an ischemic or hemorrhagic stroke. So the blow to the head, could be a fall, could be a motor vehicle accident. Mine was a fall. Right. And but but the point is, you know, you go back to neuroplasticity. Uh, I've read all about it. I've had a man on my group talk about it. If you don't fire it, you're not going to wire it. Yeah. And and the whole thing is, if you fire that neuron hard enough, and you repeat firing it hard enough, you're going to wire it. And I think, like you said, a lot of your your rehabilitation centers in the country, maybe offshoots, what I call them offshoots. You know, you get you got you get the Shirley facility up in Chicago, you get uh, Craig Hospital in Denver, you got Shepherd Center in Atlanta, but there's a lot of others too. And uh, and therapy is ongoing. And from a speech standpoint, sometimes even from a physical OT standpoint. So I use I use the terms as a facilitator. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So you're always going to have to work on learning new skills. And it's learning new skills that is the heart of neuroplasticity. You know, and um, golf, for instance, you know, there are some people in our adaptive golf group at Seminole Spirit that never played golf before their incident. Never did. And now they got a new passion. They can only play off one side of their body. But let me tell you, that one side of their body is better than a whole body and a lot of others. So it's pretty cool. So we take our group and we go bi-weekly speech. And then I have people give speeches. And in every Toastmaster speech, there's an opening, there's a body, and there's a conclusion. For the pragmatic types, you got to start wrapping it up, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you get to the closing, come on, man, let's wrap it up. Bears already won. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen often, but yeah. <laughs> no, surely not, not in that monsoon we saw. Soldiers no, <laughs> no, but no. I, you know, I, I'm glad you bring up neuroplasticity because, you know, let's face it, the brain is evolving. You know, we are learning more about the brain and learning about the, the cognitive and the behavioral and the things they can do to rewire, you know, they get those pathways going again. And, um, uh, I say to anybody that says, no, the brain is not fixed. It's not fixed at all. No, no. And sadly, I mean, you know, I choose to, and maybe this is, you know, not correct all the time, but I choose to believe that most people uh, are now understanding that. Some are not yet. Uh, Many on the academic side, they need to see more evidence through peer-reviewed journal, which I respect too, because I think that's a very important process. However, we also have to ensure that people in communities, whether they're fortunate enough to access Seminole Spirit or other support groups around the country, we've got to be able to lift them up and provide them with a level of support or some level of support so that they can have a real reason to continue through that rehabilitative journey. 
Because when we think about physical rehab, it's remarkable. Like there's a lot of great examples out there of good, active physical rehab. That inspires me because the model exists. When we look at some elements of cognitive rehab, speech has come a long way and is great. I mean, you know, Renee was on our podcast and told us all about it. Wonderful. Um, But on other elements of higher order cognitive rehab, we have a ways to go. I believe. And, and that's part of the mission that I'm on is to try and make that sort of rehabilitation a bit more available as an option for people so that they don't have to choose to accept the status quo. Yeah. I, I, I tell you though, you know, one of the things Mark, I studied, Renee and I've talked about this is that I like to think of it as the motivation gene. I think a lot of people, um, you know, my personality type, my Myers-Briggs was, I was an ENFJ. Yeah. Uh, or I was an ENTJ. So I'm extroverted, I'm intuitive, I'm a thinker, and uh, uh, I'm judgmental. Mm-hmm. Being judgmental, I got kids, of course I'm going to be judgmental. But the point is, I'm an extrovert. Now, I think back to a lot of people I've met in my group over the years since 2005, I'd always find out their type. Usually you can find out their type pretty quick because it's the way they carry themselves and talk. Yeah. But the people that think in think are, are they like to be alone, it's tough. I, I think uh knowing the type personality always will help in your recovery, will always help in the rehabilitation of it. And uh so you know, being consistent with our group is important too. I think today we live in somewhat of a different world. I mean, people are you know, they're communicating digitally, you know, like you are. They're communicating different. And now let's let's work with them, you know, on that. So, yeah, no, it's great. That's uh, you're so right. So when you think about this overall, this work, I mean, you were fortunate. You had one of the best there is. You know, you saw Renee Mills. She's amazing. And the other, you know, the woman is, you know, no longer with us uh, physically. Yeah. But she's left this amazing legacy. What do you think about, you know, when you think about this work, what frustrates you about the work when you think about the world of brain health and, and brain Well, health? I think, the, the, let me tell you one of the things that I'm frustrated a little bit by. Sometimes the group, when we have the group, you know, it's just within the group. The caregivers get support from the caregivers. But as Renee would say, and a lot of people will recognize, there are caregivers that hover over um, you know, when you have a survivor that's had a stroke at a young age and young people are having strokes these days, they struggle in those four modalities of aphasia. And when you have the grandmother or the mother in the meetings answering for the person, it's tough. That's an immediate problem within 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 brain injury and families because the brain injury affects the whole family. Mark. Mm-hmm. And this is not just affect the survivor affects the whole family. It's a, it's a family challenge. I think the community, though, I, I think the best thing that happened because I'm a Navy veteran, the uh, working with veterans, they, you know, the the two wars that we had really educated a lot of people about the severity of brain injury. Uh, whenever you get somebody like a Gabriel Giffords, a Bob Woodruff, or how about this, a Bruce Willis, just recently, yeah, yeah, okay, and, sure. and, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I think you, you, you got to look at. Recovery is long, long term. It's you're always going to be able to enhance and improve. Where I'm at right now is I've I've made a full recovery. I think what I'm where I'm different in my recovery though is that 
if I meet somebody that had the brain injury and is describing it to me, you know, I can get right down with them and I can get emotional with them. And uh, where maybe if I never had the injury because uh, I didn't have that emotional part, you know, I would just be like, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd like to see more supports, not just for the individual and even more examples, not just for the individual, but but for the families around the yeah. individual, right? Like to yeah. a more holistic program because yes, yes. In, in the little bit I've got to know you, you're a pretty resilient, determined guy. Maybe even some would say stubborn at times, I would think, because you're so resilient. Is that right? Yeah, well, I'm, I, so one of the things I'll tell you straight up, I'm driven. I'm very driven. Um, I've been on, I paid into long-term disability when Siemens bought my company up in Chicago. And my wife and I didn't even know what we were doing. So when I had my accident, it protected me through all the 9-11. I mean, God. So Siemens tried to lay me off in 9-11 and they couldn't do it. And so, you know, I've had to be very cautious too, Mark, is that the work that I do is volunteer work. I haven't collected a paycheck since 2000 and, and um, you know, I'm coming to the end of that in a year. So there are things I'm going to be doing or I'm going to start doing now where I could start. If you want to call it selling marketing, representing people, yeah. um, you know, getting, getting you know, compensated to some degree where I can be out there as an advocate. You know, I have done golf tournaments golf visits. I, I did swims. I'm a swimmer. So swimming is a big thing for me. So I did a lot of fundraising there. So those are the passions. And uh, yeah, I'm 63, man. I'm married. My high school sweetheart. We've been married 41 years. We've got four grandkids. Love what it. the hell else do you need, man? Oh, 100%. <laughs> and, you know, thank you for sharing your spirit, though, with 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 everyone, because I think it gives it gives it, it can give everyone a sense of optimism in yeah. light of very challenging, you know, circumstances. So I just yeah. want to acknowledge you and thank you yeah. for that because that's no easy thing. When you think about now and the world of brain health and the future of it, what is it you'd like to see going forward in the world of brain? Well, health? I here's what I'd like to see. I would like to see um, more emphasis, as you talked about, and I'm aware of, and we both are, is neuroplasticity and the ability to fire it. You fire it, you wire it. I think we got to get people working on learning new skills. Okay, so that learning new skill could be giving a speech to a seminal spirit group virtually. Okay, so you're going to give a talk. It could be introducing yourself, an icebreaker. It could be giving an inspirational talk. But you got to get to the point. You're going to have an opening. You're going to have a body. You're going to have a conclusion in your speech. That's an example. The other one would be, um, you're going to get out and you're going to learn to swing a golf club. You're going to learn to 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 work, do a chip shot to the green, hmm. to a, a putt to the green. Putting is very sensory. It's all sensory. It's balance. It's everything. A vision. So that's important. And and, and my group works with people in those areas. I, I, so I you know I I think there's always ways to recover, and um, that's what I, I I would say the most. But I think. For, for reaching out to anybody in physical therapy, the key word I use is neuro. Yeah. You know, you could say physical therapy, but if you don't say neuro, you're not saying brain injury. 
you know, uh, there's a lot of what I call functional neurologists out there, but functional neurology comes from the world of chiropractic medicine, which I'm not saying I'm against it, but, you know, let's work on, you know, getting the balance, the vestibular back, I mean, if, you know, uh, in, in ways. I mean, so there's a lot of things. So it depends on where that person's issues are. Once you identify the issues, then you provide the program. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. And, um, you know, one thing I wanted to kind of just um, get clarity on in that is with regards to neuroplasticity, it's important uh, that we get clarity on a couple of things. So when we think about, you know, this this concept of neuroplasticity, which is neither positive nor negative, it just is, which means the brain's capacity for change. When we look at certain elements of mental health, neuroplasticity could be a challenge because you're wiring those, those, those habits that you actually don't want to be into. You could be wiring further anxiety. But when we think about it on the positive rehabilitation side, we're trying to wire the brain for more positive, progressive connections, which leads to changes in more positive behaviors. Right. And that, that's the world I live in is, well, as you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a into, I provide technology and programs to organizations that help them to leverage the power, the positive powers of behavioral neuroplasticity in brain injury. And when we think about that, and we talk about that term skill, I think it's important to look at the, the metaphors. Golf's such a great example. We've got to build the capacity before the being able to apply the skill. Right. Yes. 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 You know what yes, I mean. You know what yes, I mean. And, yes. and I think it's important for our listeners to to really uh, understand that concept. Meaning, for some, some could pick up a golf club and just swing it. That was not me. We had to build so many different skills. But even in some cases, grip strength, grip capacity, flexibility, all of these things. Some of us, before we could golf, couldn't pick up a glove for a long time. For no. me, maybe it should have been longer. But, um, <laughs> you know, you have to build these capacities yeah. prior to learning the skill in many cases in brain injury. And I think that that's yeah. an important thing to think about because it's often, 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 often missed. Yeah. And so, so let me take, let me take what you just said. So what happens with brain injury, Mark, and you, you know, this, you have a stroke, you have somebody that's got spasticity, spasticity in her forearm. So guess what? The grip, we have to come up with adaptive tools to allow them their capacities to excel. Uh, range of motion, grip, there's just so many things that an able-bodied person needs to consider, you know? Um, yeah. so, so you take able-bodied people, and then you take the special needs population, the special need being brain, brain injury. You got spasticity issues, you got all kinds of... Um, you know, the motor skill. And when you see the people uh, um, I see overcome compensatory strategies, using good compensatory strategies to swing that golf club and to do it without falling uh, and swing it well. And they're focused. So, I, you, but I like the way you use capacity because, I mean, before we get into any of this stuff, we have to know. Just what, what, where they're at in that area. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, the models, it's just important for those terms. 
the models exist. They're there from speech therapy. When you look at really good neuroplastic work in speech therapy, sometimes we may just be working on tongue placement for a while. You know, we may be working on other very specific things and then building up the capacity prior to trying to deliver a speech. It's the same kind of thing in other elements of cognitive rehab. And it, this model exists everywhere in physical rehab. You know why? Why? Because it works. It works well. Right, 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 right. So, so, you know, you know, it's like the other thing you say, is, if you don't work it, it's not going to work. You got to work it. And, 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 and that's where the motivation thing comes in. The only thing that I, I get frustrated with is that, you know, that motive. And I talked to Renee about this. So when somebody has a traumatic brain injury or somebody has a stroke, where is that motivation desire located? Mm-hmm. In the temporal lobe, uh, in a frontal lobe? But where, because some people, based on the, where the injury takes place, yeah. And that's tough. And that you got to diagnose, you got to find out where that's at. Um, and, uh, but you know, when someone doubts you, I think when someone doubts you, um, from getting better to another point to growing in a skill set, that's the motivating factor. Always been the motivating factor for me. And Mark, you know, the other thing I'm going to tell you, and I've shared this to Renee, I was born in 58 and 64. I was in, um, uh, kindergarten, and my teachers identified the fact that I had a learning disability, and I had to go uh, ride a short bus with kids. And this is back before they they were called kids with Down syndrome. There were kids they were called mongoloids, and I had to ride. And LBJ Lyndon Baines Johnson drew John F. Kennedy prior to it, signing the law of the Special Education Act. So public schools in this country required to have special education teachers. So I spent three years at a school that had one. And then after those three years, I was able to go mainstream back to the school with my brothers and my sister. And that was good because I didn't have to ride a short bus anymore. But what that told me and what that motivated me in is when I had this brain injury and I took a neuropsych for the first time, it was an eight hour long battery. Yeah. Yeah. I came home and I told my wife, I cried too. And I said, honey, I thought it was back with the special ed teacher. <laughs> it was a humbling, you know, yeah. you know, shit sandwich. Yeah. But 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 the point is, the more I learned about the brain, the more I learned about just what they did in that session, it was interesting. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. And and once you humble yourself, you gotta you gotta go through the damn humility of this life change you know um but i think because of how i grew up i was never able to play uh baseball because i didn't have the hand-eye coordination but i was a distance swimmer as a young kid mm-hmm. and i'm still a distance open water swimmer today and swimming is really what saved my life now let me tell you i never play ice hockey you know i went to chicago blackhawk games i wanted to be on the ice i saw the vancouver canucks i saw them <laughs> all man and, and you know what? I wanted to be a hockey player, but so I eventually learned how to stick handle. I could street hockey was my thing as long as I didn't mm. have skates on my feet, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. No, oh, that's great. And and thank you so much for sharing that. You know, yeah. 
where everyone has a, their own unique learning profile. And, you know, a lot of my work, you, you may not know, is actually similar to you. You know, I diagnosed with dyslexia in grade one, uh, have a learning disability. And uh, I understand, though, that the brain can change, that everyone learns a little bit differently. And that neuroplasticity is a true reason for optimism for the future for all of us. So for people that are here that they want to learn more about what you're doing, how can they get support from you? How do people reach out to you and learn more about what you're doing with Seminole Spirit? Yeah, well, they can reach out with me a number of ways through email, of course. Yeah. Through just calling me up. I mean, um, you know, I tell you, Mark, through the pandemic, um, we went virtual. So I have an IT guy in my staff, um, and he's got the Zoom platform like we have here today. Um, and it's really great. But I have my own Facebook page, Seminal Spirit. All our meetings are videotaped. And you can see what goes on in our, our, our meetings at Seminole Spirit. Uh, so it's a Seminole Spirit Facebook page. That's one area. I'm involved with the Brain Injury Association in Georgia. I'm involved with um, Brain Injury Peer Visitor Association down in Texas, which is nationwide. But I think really just reaching out to me at my e- email address. And um, I got two email addresses, one of my office Right now, I'm sitting here talking to you from, and then the other one is my it's my iPhone. But you know, I I am motivated. I I I call people. I connect people. I do a lot of peer counseling, and I visit people. I don't necessarily have to visit them in the hospitals because they're falling through the cracks. A lot of people you see when they're walking with their service dog, you know, okay. And because I'm a veteran, I always approach them. Navy, what branch? And they tell you, a lot of our veterans are afraid to open up because of um, just the humility of they what they feel they're going through, you know? Yeah, and uh, I just want to, again, acknowledge you and thank you. And the show notes, everyone, the, the phone numbers, the emails, the websites, we'll drop that all in there for people uh, yep. so they can just reach right out to you, okay, Mark? Yep. It's yep. just yep. going to make yep. it easy for them. Yep. And um, thank you. The world needs it, man. And oh, yeah, um, you know, they do. And I, and I, and I want to say, Marco, I, I want to hear, I want to learn more about bears because I think um, the platform that you have is important. The platform you have needs to be presented in a value added way. I mean, a value added way. How can these neurophysical therapists or neuro, any of it, take what you've learned, take what you've offered, and looking at it from a neuroplasticity standpoint, how can we grow? Oh, 100%. And, and you know, we'll, do that, we'll do that in a separate meeting because well, I yeah. try not to make this too kind of self-serving. Yeah. That, that's, that's my work and I love it. And so Good. we'll do that separately. But you got it. Uh, right. I'm really grateful uh, for you. So see everybody on the next episode. If this one hit home for you and really found a place in your heart, which I'm sure it did to many of you, please, please, please download it and share it download it and share it because we all know the two marks here know many people are struggling right now and they need to hear this message of Mark Halverson. So thank you again. And we'll see everybody on the next episode. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery podcast. We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this 
podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and want to learn more about the Bears platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, Training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neurorehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.